Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 4th of August, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, i got to repeat, Dave, it is already the 4th of August, 2016. That means Christmas is coming. <laughs> well, if you're not already getting ready for it, it might be too late. Well, that may be true. That may be true, although... You know, I'm, I'm I'm working with a couple fashion retailers now, or e-tailers, I should say, and they don't have their uh, heck. They're 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 doing the summer clearances now. They don't have their autumn stuff up. They don't have their winter stuff up. Um, and Google's you know reacting a lot faster now to uh, to changes on websites and to new information. Um, you remember how we used to every year we've said around this time Christmas is coming. Get your Christmas stuff in order. Do you think people need to? Uh, start programming for Christmas at this point or just planning? You know what? I uh, You bring up a really, really good point. And when I'm saying that, I'm thinking, and, and you probably had these people too, of the person with like a three-month-old site calling you in September going, I want to rank for Christmas. Right? <laughs> no, that's not mm-hmm. happening. You needed to be thinking about this ages before. But you're right. If you have a good, strong site, I mean, fashion trending yes i understand that it's more or less established but it may ch- actually change some of the specifics and in, in the stylings and stuff colors whatnot between now and the holidays um so i think yeah in a case like that as long as you have a good strong site that is already tied to the niche of fashion to use your example yeah you're going to be fine you're right google is fast <laughs> um, at picking this up and, and picking up these kinds of changes. So, but I think, yeah, if you're, if you're coming with a brand new site and you, you know, you've never ranked before and you're like, Hey, I'd like to rank. It's good luck. Um, it's well, probably too late, but, um, but yeah, if, if you've already got a good strong site, I, I think you're going to be, you're going to be fine. But now is definitely the tearing up. I mean, especially if you're, I don't know about your clients, but if you're a large client, like you should already be looking at, um, getting some metrics together for, um, you know, paid search, you know, talk to David Ogletree, talk to Larry Kim, you know, then the folks over there, talk to whoever, um, you know, and, and, and talk to your experts and start getting some testing done with your ads because you're about to burn a lot of money through, um, you know, October, November, you know, now's the time to start figuring out what works and what doesn't, <laughs> right? Rather than when your budget is three, four times uh, what it would be right now to get some testing done. That is that is absolutely true. Um, from an SEO perspective, however, I think this 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 was an interesting this was an interesting month. A lot of stuff has happened. Um, redirects and if redirects in the you know three hundred one, three hundred two, three hundred seven is all treated the same. Uh, subdomains and subdirectories, uh, Google figuring it out. Um, singular or plural, Google is now able to contextualize the meaning of the S at the end of a word. Things have changed sufficiently that instead of having to do this massive gear up, start changing our site around, start, in, start putting our Christmassy pages forward, our, our Christmassy product pages forward at this point in the year, I think 
that webmasters and e-tailers can now do some more month-by-month and even week-by-week planning in ramping up to Christmas. For instance, what I would start putting front-facing, like if it was three or four years ago, what I would have started putting front-facing for my clients right about now, I can mm-hmm. throw up into a subdomain, call it christmas16.whomever.com, and like know that Google will treat it totally well until... I 301, I 301 the entire thing into the, you know, the front-facing <laughs> website, uh, whatever.com, sometime, you know, just after, like, Thanksgiving. I can do that now. Isn't that, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm so excited about this show that I just wanted to bring up that example at the very beginning because I think some of the stuff that... Uh, 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 Gary Eyes and John Mueller were talking about in the last couple of weeks in their uh, respective hangouts and Twitter sessions and communi- and uh, cryptic communiques to the webmaster community are actually really exciting. And um, this was like a blip of a week in, uh, in really cool stuff. Well, you know what? You're, you're spot on right. And let's start there. Subdomains. Um, you know, for our, for our listeners, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody is aware, but, you know, to use your example, it'd be like Christmas 2016 domain.com slash kind of is, is the debate historically. And, and you've been there like since, I don't know, day one (laughs) um, of, of SEO, there's been this, which one is better, which one is stronger. And it got more and more confusing just for our, our listeners here. Um, you know, as mess, you know, we're kind of treating them the same, but kind of penalties can pass. Like there was, there's historically been some conflicting information, um, and the news that we're talking about or, or referring to um, was Google basically coming out and saying we understand what the intent is, right? Like we're we're getting a good handle on understanding is this meant to be sort of a completely different entity, like Yahoo Finance was the only good yeah it's fun to mention yahoo i'll be honest that's why <laughs> that was the example here um but you know where it's, it's more or less a, a completely independent entity or is it like you know blog.domain.com right like it really should just be built as part of the site it could be in a subdomain it could be in a subdirectory it doesn't really matter it, it's, it's actually built into the whole site um hey we understand the question comes down to and and I, i'm really interested to hear your your thoughts here jim do you trust google do you trust Google to understand the content or do you think we still need to focus in and go, how do I want this to be treated? Okay, that's where it needs to live. Especially in light of, hey, a 301 doesn't lose any weight, so just move it all over into where you believe it should be. <laughs> um, and then okay. put in there and, and, and actually make sure that Google understands what they're doing. Okay, but, but before I, I, I give my opinion, and it's, it's, it's a well thought out one, um, I want to note that there's a lot of moving pieces in a website and uh, subdomain or subdirectory or the use of redirects. Even though Google says they can figure them out, there's still a lot of other working pieces that uh, will affect the way Google views uh, one technique over another, okay, or one layout over another. Okay. You know how Google always says, create websites for the user? Well, that's how I think webmasters yeah. should, should treat like subdomains or subdirectories. The way it used to be, both with, you know, uh, with SEO and just you know, perceptually, was 
like you, you used uh, the Yahoo Finance example, finance.yahoo.com, where finance, Yahoo Finance was seen to be a standalone section of the greater news and information offerings that Yahoo.com was offering its users as, a, as an information portal. So mm-hmm. if you have a part of your website that should be a standalone, say you're a, uh, a car dealership and you have uh, three or four different brands from one of the uh, big three automakers, okay? You might have brand one dot dealership.com, brand two dot dealership.com, brand three dot dealership.com, because they're dealing with very specific entities. Um, at the same time, <laughs> using this exact same example, you might set it up differently. You might have uh, dealership.com slash brand one, dealership.com slash brand two, dealership.com slash brand three, because they're different entities within the same business. Design. I suggest webmasters design the users will best perceive what they're offering. Uh, uh, in a Hangout two days ago, Google's John Mueller said, yeah, that's cool. We'll figure it out. Google's smart. It, you've done something. And, and, and like you said, Google is figuring out the intent. It used to be that we had to demonstrate intent to Google. Not so much anymore. Google's getting a pretty good grasp on... Um, why a website would be set up like this. And if it's just set up structurally stupidly, it's not going to rank well. Right. I mean, you bring up a good point. And to go to your example, it really, you know, I could see where both of those environments would work, right? We're using a subdomain to take Ford and separate it out from, you know, Tesla or whatnot um, Mm -hmm. through subdomains could make perfect sense. If your users, if let's say your search queries, for example, on, you know, is telling you how people are looking. And if everybody's looking by brand, that makes perfect sense. Because when people land at your site, chances are they just want to see this brand of vehicle. Um, You know, whereas if, you know, it was used cars Toronto, sorry, I'm picking your city here, um, you know, was, was the way people are searching. Yeah, you might want to lump them all together because there is no real intent on brand at that point. And so you just want to show all your options and, and maybe go with the, the subdirect and build it out that way. So a, a really good example I think you came up with. Um, and I think at the end of the day, you're spot on. Look at a lot of the changes, talking about the plurals, as, as you brought up earlier too. Um, Google's primary focus right now is is putting a lot of attention into under what you're meaning to do. Um, so that we're not having to craft for SEO, but rather we're having to craft for visitor experience, visitors and user experience, and, and SEO should, should sort of follow that. Um, they're getting better at it. I mean, obviously, you're still going to need SEOs. You can't just write for users all the time. Somebody needs to pay attention to how those users are behaving. But, um, but I, I think they're putting some good efforts, and it made for, for a very exciting week with a lot of the stuff we're talking about here. Well, indeed, and, and, and they are getting better at it. But webmasters shouldn't trust the machine to understand everything. It's our, again, getting back to the uh, subdomain versus subdirectory argument. I really do think that it's still our job as webmasters to structure websites as clearly as possible. It used to be that Google would treat a subdomain as a standalone website and a subdirectory, well, that's part of the greater website. Why would they have done that originally? Because that was 
that was how users originally, you know, perceived the uh, subdomains. So if you're going to have a subdomain, uh, you're going to use a subdomain, there should be a very good reason, a contextually good reason for doing it. Otherwise, start everything at, at the, the stem of your, of your root. That is probably an easier structure for Google to follow anyway. Cool thing is, Google will figure it out. They always do. At least that's what John Mueller says. <laughs> and we so, know we can trust him 100% of the time. You know what? I, I, I want to get the, something else that came up this week. We're going to have to do this after. This is going to take a long time to talk through. But the, uh, the 300 series redirects, not losing any page rank value along the chain. Uh, mm-hmm. the, Gary East came out and said that the other day. That, that was the most interesting statement. I want to talk about that in a bit. Um, we got about one minute before we have to go to break. Two minutes. This is something that shouldn't have to be said, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, Barry Schwartz wrote an article in SE Roundtable the other day about it. Did it ever occur to you, Dave, <laughs> that if you're going to do a manual action reclusion request or, say, put up a disavow file, you might want to, like, you know, direct all of that or put it up on the um, search console uh, entity for your canonical URL. You know, you, you just might want to identify your disavow or your manual, actual re, manual action re-inclusion request with the canonical URL of the website. Yeah, that makes sense. Why does this? Why do? Why does one need to even mention this? I don't like, know. You wow. know, we, we hit that so often, don't we? But you know what? Here's 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 a perk. I I try and remember. I'm sure you do too. Like I remember my first days. Now it was a very different and simple period back in what was it like ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. But it was a very very simple time back then. But I remember those first days. Standing out on a on a deck chatting about stuff, and some of it was, if we were listening to ourselves now, probably fairly simplistic. Certainly, some of the questions I was asking you at the time, because you were ahead of me by a good couple of years. Um, so you know, I, you, you hit these sorts of things where and we hit them a lot. Where it's like, why do people even have to ask? I guess somebody had to ask. <laughs> I guess somebody had to be that first person. Yeah, I remember those. Actually, had to leave the office to smoke a joint. That was those were horrible days. Oh man, I, I'm so glad the industry and society has evolved. Now we have vaporizers. Yeah, um, which I'm sure has advanced SEO and SEO writing tremendously. Um, on that, we really should take a break here. We're probably going to get a uh, commercial for our, if, if 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 our ads were fed by retargeting, we would we have triggered a commercial for our sister station with our last comments. We are going to be back here on Webcology on Cranberry.fm, and we're going to be talking about 300 series redirects. I am completely interested in why Google has, has uh, restated its advisories on 300 redirects. Uh, but before that, we've got, to do, uh, uh, we've got to play a couple commercials here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davis from Beatstock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It is the 4th of August, 2016. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Is 
your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection site and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and fostered at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the 4th of August, 2016. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, joined by me, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And, uh... Got to dive right into this, Dave. This is uh, such a big topic. What did you think about? Um, I guess it was last week at this time, but it was you know just around the time that that that, that the show aired last week. Um, Gary Ills uh, suggesting that uh, all three hundreds are all three of three hundred ones, three hundred twos, and three hundred sevens are treated equal. What do you yeah. think about them apples? Um, I like it. We we touched on it a little bit in the last one, but, but didn't didn't really dive into the why of it. You were more mocking me because I'd mentioned that in, in an article that day. Oh, no, um, no, that's right. Yeah, the you actual, didn't get a chance to get into right? it though. I wasn't mocking you. I was just feeling bad for you. <laughs> mocking uh, you. But what we, I think, at the end of the day, I like it. Now I understand why they they'd originally done it, and and so our listeners can can sort of understand um what ends up happening is that every link on the web has has sort of a decay built into it 
right? So a, any internal link on your site, you know, link back to the home page decays about 10% in the page rank that it passes. I, I'm making up the number. I don't know that it's 10, just to be really, really clear. That happened to be the example that Matt had used as a percentage, probably just for simplicity. The problem they faced was a 301, if it didn't strip off the same amount, um, that it could be used instead of links um, transferring between a site to, to avoid that decay. Obviously, they've just remedied this um, to give it basically the same decay, or maybe they've recognized that, hey, if there is a 301, there had to be a link there. So that decay is already in place in the link to that thing that's being redirected. Um, uh, I think that side's interesting. It makes it a little easier for us to all be dealing with it so you're not getting hit with a double decay. I'm thinking if you're moving um, domains, right? Like all the links to your old domain have already decayed in their way over, and then they're 301-ing or 302-ing, whatever. And then decaying again, so you're getting hit with a double decay um, to, to sort of unify that and remove that. So you're just getting hit, allowing for that that increased flexibility. I think that's I think that's great. Um, you know, for our listeners who don't decay, is it even the weakest site on the planet with one link with decay built into links? It, all sites would eventually hit a page rank of infinity. Right? <laughs> they would all approach infinity, which is why it has to decay. Um, anyway, sorry, I, I just sort of that what are your thoughts no no actually you know what there's, there's there's a point that you made there i'm really glad you made it when you change urls when you introduce a new url to google 301 or not you're still introducing a new url to google so you're going to see a little bit of positioning and you will see a temporary loss of traffic what this addresses is a the type of redirect used to 301 which is the permanent redirect or the 302, which is like the temp redirect, to be that you would lose a you know slightly different amount of of uh, page rank value when you did the redirects, um, and as, as Dave said, there'd be a you know a little bit of, of decay there whenever a new in, uh, a new URL is introduced because imagine if it didn't rank or didn't consider the age of a URL until it associates a bunch of other information with that web address entity, that URL. Um, Google is forcing us into a more secure web, especially in the, in the mobile web. And uh, a lot of webmasters were afraid, well, not afraid might be the wrong word, but they just didn't want to, you know, roll the dice on losing rank. Um, as you said, Dave, you, know, you do get that double penalty, new URL, and uh, pay, and what, what, what was perceived to page rank degradation with the 300 redirect. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, that that may well have prevented a lot of people from, uh, in, from going HTTPS rather than, you know, staying on the, on the old less secure standard. Um, I think that's why the move. Um, what I don't understand is... Why Google is telling webmasters or implying to webmasters that 301s and 302s can be the same thing? They should be used differently, should they not? You know what they should, and I, I wondered if in this context they're referring to it just in the page rank side. And it's it's interesting that we're talking about this because I had a client. Well, I still have a client uh, who is facing a unique scenario, and, and they're a property management company now. Occasionally an owner will move back into their property for a year or two, like basically where the listing needs to pull or go and try a competitor and go, Oh, they're not renting it out as much or, or not for as much. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then switching mm -hmm. back to our client. 
So both great scenarios for our client. But as the SEO going, hey, there's a bunch of links to this individual property, and now we need to figure out what to do with it. 301, 302. I should be using a 302. Property ever comes back into the system, I should be using yeah, But yes. historically, my instinct has been 301. I want my weight. I don't care. Create a new URL. <laughs> we just need it's, to redirect this, you know, over to the category for, you know, ones with similar numbers of bedrooms in the area or whatever. Um, you know, so I, I think, and this is the second time they mentioned it. I think they mentioned it a few months ago because that's where we started to do what was right, which is, yes, let us use a 302. Let us send that signal to Google, hey, this might be back again. Um, but don't penalize me because I'm just doing the right thing. So in an environment like that, I think what they might be talking about is that clarification of page rent should be using whichever one's right. And I hope that's not what they mean there because a 302 does mean a different thing. Um, but one of the, you know, in, in the case of this client, I don't know whether the property will be back or not. Uh, like I'm not a hundred percent sure. So in those cases, I want to be using a 302 and, you know, maybe five years from now, I'd switch it to a 301, you know, in the old rules. But now I, I probably wouldn't bother. Now something, and you'd mentioned the HTTPS, something I think worth considering and, and worth discussing and, and maybe somebody who, something that needs to be addressed. Um, I think you're, you're spot on. I think a lot of people in that move to HTTPS, I know I was one of them that just sort of went, yikes. Like, well, yeah. I don't really know if I want to be losing this, this weight on my way across. Fortunately, in my case, I ended up changing my domain name at about the same time. So it's like, yeah, just pull the plug, right? Like, get it done now because I'm going to be losing it anyway. So might as well lose it all at once and, and get that HTTPS boost, um, you know, or, or hope that they're about the same. But one of the things that's been a pet peeve of mine, and especially when working with publishers, is that share counts haven't been adjusted yet. Right? Like if you're looking at a share count on a page, if that page goes HTTPS, it's treated as a different URL. And so your share counts don't move. Right? And I think that's a big, big problem for a lot of publishers who have these pieces with thousands of shares. And rightfully, they're going, hey, I want to display that. That's part of the like awesomeness that is this page. We're putting our share counts right up at the top because we want you to see that this is an incredibly popular article. And then as soon as they switch over to HTTPS, they're going to lose all that, um, which I think that is, is a big problem. And I think that's something that some of the major social media uh, properties need to, need to address. Yeah, again, that's a, uh, that's a Facebook or an Instagram or a, uh, even a Twitter thing. Um, not sure how to address that, but I bet you there's a simple function that could be written. You know, we'll have to ask... Uh, our uh, our uh, 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 Facebook expert Tyler McDonald one day about that. Um, hey, good call. There's got to be there's got to be a, a a quick little routine that could be written to account for the uh, the added the really what's a, what's a secure handshake, you know? Because yeah, the 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 physical storage where where the site sits. Has not moved in time or space. It's still at that same place, ninety-nine times out of a hundred. Um, I had this publishing client. I have this publishing client. Still got them, and we're driving uh, tens of thousands of um, Google searches of them every day. So when we did the switch to HTTPS last summer, 
I mean, this, this, this is very serious because, say, I'm just pulling this number up. It's going to be different for everybody. But say you lose, say, 10% of the traffic. Well, that's thousands. Thousands. And in a is uh, supported by ad, gener- by, by ad revenue. Those thousands of sessions is time. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, which is, you know, money they pay us with. Um, you know, you, you got to approach this cautiously, but like you said, Dave, uh, you, you were lucky enough that you were doing a major switch anyway, so that was the time to do it. You got to plan it. Yeah. Yeah. Pick your worst time, right? Like <laughs> pick your lowest time. I mean, and the, the thing is, it's not even to say, and I'm sure you've hit those. I've hit scenarios where I do that and there's hardly a blip. Right? And then I've hit scenarios that go completely foul since it's been like a totally sideways one because Google's gotten pretty good at telling this stuff uh, and, and figuring out what's going on. But, um, you know, you, you need to, to prepare for the worst and, and you may get hit, I'm sure, you're, from your experience. Now I've noticed you know, at most a few days until they kind of figure out what's going on if, if you do everything right. But, you know, miss one few weeks, right? So it needs to be done. You got to pull that you might as well, you know, make sure that you've got this going on at, at a time when, when, you know, don't do it in, you know, right before Black Friday or whatever. <laughs> no, it actually, you in know, fact, before, uh, it, Thanksgiving. In fact, I was, it's funny, I was just saying this uh, to, uh, to one of my clients the other day. This period of, of the summertime and the days leading up to Christmas and a few days after Christmas are the SEO's best times in the world. Because you know this web traffic just falls off, falls off the chart. You know, in early August, nobody's around in North America. Um, similarly, around Christmas or a, a day before Christmas, there's nothing we can do anymore. So you just stop. Um, this is the time if you're going to be making the switch. This is the, this is the best time, aside from the days after Christmas, to do it. Right. Uh, yeah, you know what? And, and you're right. I've actually launched client sites on the 22nd, 23rd of December. Mm-hmm. Just for that reason, like, now's the time. <laughs> Let's take oh. the hit now. It's a completely different structure, completely different content. And, and no one's paying now. attention, so go for it now. <laughs> okay. Did you notice in the last week or so, where you got a couple days of like supercharged surf traffic or search traffic, and then that sort of went away. Yes, I did. Uh, but I, I noticed it for clients too, where they take like page jumps, and of course, I'm jumping the gun, going, "Hey, you're here now." Yeah, <laughs> you get to strut around, <laughs> Mister Big Guy, and smoke a cigar for like all of 36 hours, right? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Okay, um, a blip happened about a week ago, and um, somewhere between uh, the 28th or so of July and August 1st, 2nd, there was a massive spike traffic. Google threw a filter in or took a filter out. Google did something. And... Within 24, 36 hours, they took it back. <laughs> and that's the only explanation I got. But you, you, you did see that too. I'm not, I'm not just being crazy here, right? 
Oh, yeah, no, and it, it just it came at, at very interesting timing. No, I did see it. We did have clients taking multi-position jumps or, like, multi-page jumps. Uh, you know, it, it was it was quite a quite a significant move. Um, you know, checking SERP watch, interestingly enough, I didn't see massive changes except in specific sectors. Um, my One of my clients is, is in one of those sectors that, that did have um, – you know, we're showing like a big for anybody who knows SERP watch, like over the U.S., like a great big red circle, <laughs> showing like massive fluctuations um, on that day in that sector. So it it was it was interesting um, to to sort of see that, um, and then yeah, and slips back, and I was like, oh, that's not great. I mean, obviously, I like it if it if it just held because it was really really good for our client, but at the same time, obviously, some stuff's going on. Um, I do like to see this because often, and I, you know, you've been doing this long enough. You've been to this rodeo before. It is often a precursor to something like uh, we launched it. Oops, that didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go quite as expected. Pull it back. Um, but then, you know, often it'll be followed by some iteration that's a lot like that thing we just saw. Um, well, so that's hopes. And, that's <laughs> I, I, and I hope you're right, man, because that makes me feel better because I was. Uh, I'm about to ask you a, a, a deeply personal question, which is usually my way of saying Jim did something stupid. Um, you, I, I don't know about you, but I was at any rate. Were, were you dumb enough to write your, any one of your clients a special note on that day where you saw the church traffic go through the roof? I know I was. <laughs> you know what? I was actually in, and it's it, it just it was horrible timing for me on that one. I had the client emailing me going. I'm going in with my marketing team. Can you send me an update? Ah. So, yes, I did. Like, it was just this horrible, like, perfect storm of timing. They were asking me for an update. I sent them an update. It was looking at their time, looking at their rankings, sent that over going, hey, my only hope is before their next meeting with marketing, the update comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Younger SEOs especially, here's the deal like I was, and inadvertently forced into it like Dave was. <laughs> if it goes up and you brag about it, you better have a damn good explanation for when it goes down because you just bragged about it, dumbass. <laughs> and, well, you're, right, and you're right. It's a lot like CEOs of major companies. If you're going to brag go up, you can't blame it on the economy when they go down. right? <laughs> if you're going to take credit, you got to take blame. Um, and that's exactly. I did have the foresight to send the client an email going, okay, it has, here's how updates sometimes work. This is going to be interesting to watch, but it, it looks like something's on. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but at least he heard it from me <laughs> rather than noticing it in the search engine result. I'm in a lucky position that this client happens to be on another ascendancy right now. Um, but I, I, I also know that they listen to the show, so I probably just shot myself in my typing hands. Oops. <laughs> nah, they're used to this kind of candid conversation. That's why they keep coming back for more, I think. Okay, speaking of coming back for more, we're going to have to step away for a few moments because it's 20 to the hour here on uh, Webcology on Cranberry.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsog Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to us on the 4th of August, 2016. Summer's almost over friends but stick around we got more after these messages
tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers and engage with us anytime by following us on all major social platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn, so you can reach us before and after every program. We also feature our new live real-time chat room located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Engage with our hosts and listeners like you during every live and recorded program. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's it's good for you. Really. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, we're back on Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the 4th of August, 2016. And Dave, it's, it's neat being on a new network, eh? You get to hear all these like new promos and interstitials. Yeah, I have never, never been called good for you before. I, I, I really don't relate to that, but uh, it's nice to know that we're distributed on Google Play now, eh? That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, okay, so we're rounding it out. We got about 10, maybe uh, 12 minutes left in the show. I want to go here. I, um, I, I'm looking through our, our list of uh, stories that we want to cover. I'm looking at all the URLs, eh? All of them except Search Engine Land are HTTPS. But all these search engine land are all uh, HTTP. Someone should get on top of that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'll bet it's the social shares because why else wouldn't you do it? 
In, indeed. Um, and it's, it's just weird on my on my script sheet here, and it just totally stands out. Um, I wonder. I wonder if people are gonna like. Remember how people used to judge URLs based on if they were .coms or .orgs or .edu's or whatever. I wonder if people are gonna judge based on um, HTTPS sometime sometime soon in the future. I'll bet they will, especially if you're an SEO site. Yep. I would think. <laughs> like. Okay, well, one of them I noticed was on an HTTPS site was a story from the blog, what, you know, Beanstalk IM blog, uh, Five Quick Tips, Essential SEO Tools. Uh, Dave, you put up, you put up, you put a uh, toolkit post up today talking about five tools that you use that are absolutely essential. Why? Why are they essential for you? Uh, Well, we do, uh, like, this is segment four of a, of an ongoing series, five quick tips, right? And it's just five. And, and I was thinking about the ones that are kind of, I was going to be launching in with, with the title tag one this week originally. And I was like, oh, I need to actually get these tools in front of people because otherwise I have to do like the lesson on how to use the tool at the same time as what we're actually trying to do. And now it's not a quick tip. So <laughs> um, I decided to, to put these this one out there. And really, these are the five tools. And I know you're going to know them all. Uh, yep. Five tools that really, if you if you made me go down to just a few, um, the only specific here being they have to either offer a very generous free trial or they have to be free. So there's actually some 100% paid tools that you know would have made any given good list, but they're only paid, so I wasn't going to include them. I wanted to be no-brainers. Here's five tools that you need for the coming weeks. Um, that we're going to be doing uh, doing this series and starting to cover things like how do you optimize your title tags quickly to increase your traffic, right? Like that's what we're going to, actually mm-hmm. that's next week, um, is, is what do you do to your title tags. So the ones that make the, the list here, uh, Moz Keyword Explorer, I don't know if you played around with it very much. As soon as it came out, I was blown away by it. Oh, absolutely. Um, a significant jump forward over, um, over Google's keyword tool. Yep. Um, screaming frog, you know what? Any SEO screaming frog's got to be in there. <laughs> like it just does. It's a great tool. Uh, okay, yeah, and they uh, have uh, a very, just, very just generous free version. Okay, really quickly, Moz Keyword Explorer, no explanation needed. In 25 words or less, what does screaming frog do? Uh, crawls your site. And if you are good at reading Excel ish, like it's not Excel, but Excel ish um, sort of formats. Really quickly, it'll give you massive amounts of data. You can sort it by your title length and then just start to address all the titles on your site that are, that are too long. You can find your broken links in it. You can you know, look at all the H1s quickly and easily or your description tags, your word tag. It basically, you can see whatever you're going to need to see um, on your site very, very quickly and easily in a bunch of different views. It's, it's a huge tool. So that's, you know, just download it. There's a free for 500 URLs. Get in there, download it, play with it, and you'll you'll see everything that's in there. But uh, it, it, critical, like I, I know you know this, critical. Oh yeah, um, SEO tool. Okay, here's the weird one, Zenu. Yeah, X E N U, Zenu. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. I think you may have even introduced me to it, like back in. I don't think the thing has changed since like 2000 or something. And all it does, it just detects broken links. It crawls your site it tells it, and it crawls your style sheets 
and then it spews back a big list going, here's the pages that are broken, and here's all the pages that link to them. You could get it from Screaming Frog, but it is so much faster and better at this one task in its layout. I just included it as a separate thing. You, and it's free, 100% free. So, yeah, absolutely necessary. If you want to fix the broken links on your site, if you don't, think about a new profession. If you do, this is easily the easiest way um, to do it and accumulate everything. And, yeah, it's Xenu, X-E-N-U. Back in the back in the day, I used to use Xenu to make site maps as well because it will get every page in the site. And again, you can like I copy and paste and throw into like an Excel format. It was you don't need to use it for site maps anymore. But I mean, this this tool has existed since like nineteen ninety. And it hasn't changed. Even their landing page hasn't changed. Like it nope. looks exactly the same. But if you just build something to do one task. And yeah, there you are. That's what it does. <laughs> it does that one job well, and that's about it. Yeah, now we're we're about to jump to to my actually my second favorite on your list. It would be my favorite if it wasn't for the last one, Majestic. Yeah, love Majestic. I love it. Yeah, our regular listeners will know. I, I I'm a really really big fan of Majestic. I was between the two of them, Majestic and Ahrefs, which are the two big competitors in the in the backlink space. Um, or backlink reporting space. Uh, but Majestic, what tipped the scales for me was Majestic giving a basically a free version for your own site. So you can get all your own data free. You just have to verify that it's your site, very similar to you know verifying to Google that, that you control your own site to get Search Console access. Um, and Ahrefs does offer a, a decent trial. So I, you know through the, the upcoming sessions, we'll end up going both routes. Um, and covering a little bit about both, but Majestic, hands down, especially once you go into the paid ones, the the price is is more affordable. I mean, I have both and you know mods and all that sort of season. Uh, it's definitely my first go to. The the way they have things display is is you know a, a lot more palatable. I think for a lot of people. When I'm looking, one of my favorite things in there is their competitor. Like when you want to do a graph of like you mm -hmm. versus four of your competitors and how the graph goes. That's that's my go-to when I'm sending that data to clients. Here's how your backlinks compare and your growth rates. Clients, it's majestic. I even just leave the logo on there. Like I'm not going to try and hide where I'm getting this from. Here's where I'm getting it from. Here's what it looks like. It's a great tool for uh, great tool for that. Absolutely, it, it's it's pretty much mandatory that they have a free one for your own site. If you use it for nothing else, just just use it for your <laughs> for your own site to keep track of your backlinks. Okay, and the last one on your list, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to see this here. I, you, I use this every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I was between that and a couple others, and then I actually had to use Firebug, and I was like, yeah, that just hit the scale. It was, it was right before, but I was like, yeah, okay, there we go. Firebug is in there. But listeners who don't know, it's for use with Firefox, but they do have a Chrome extension, but the one for Firefox is... is far superior basically you can open you you keep your it's a browser right like it's your browser window so you keep your the website you're trying to look at open um open up firebug it opens up a pane in the sort of bottom portion of the screen has a little inspect button you click on inspect jim i know you lower pane on the left highlight it and jump right to that code to help you find where it is on your page use but basically it'll show you the styles that are creating the layout that you're looking at. So if you're trying to troubleshoot something yeah. um, or you just want to test something, because it took me a bit to figure out that this function was there. If you're trying to troubleshoot something, this is a, a necessary tool. You can just, you can see it and 
live on your screen and hover over things. There's a bunch of different little uses, but that's a primary use for me. But one of the things I didn't know right away out is when you see that it's, you know, this image or whatever is sitting at whatever pixels or something like that, you can actually through Firebug edit that and go, oh, what would it look like at 80 pixels? What would it look like at, and start editing different style and style elements and actually see what it's going to look like in a browser right on your page. So you can figure it out without testing it live. Um, and I actually yeah. see it just right in, in your right in your browser. Um, yeah, so it, it's really really handy. I know you know it, um, and it's yeah, it's I don't know. It'd be hard to pick from from one of them if I had to pick only one tool to be left with. But that would definitely be in the running tool. Have to you know, both ways through snow up to our necks. You used to have mm-hmm. to honestly have the website open in one window, page open in another on different monitors, or the source code open in another. And you'd have to match up parts of the page with the source code found the problem. And this is back in like the, the late 90s, early 2Ks. Um, now, Firebug, like you said, boom, boom, it's right there. And you can, do your, you can do your testing, your change testing, like right in the browser you're using without having to, you know, fuddle back and forth with like WordPress or with, an F, with FTP. It's wonderful. It's, it's an, an, a totally essential tool. And absolutely free. It's funny. I'd actually looked and I realized that it was for the second time because usually donate to them. Like they'll have, you know, most of them have donate buttons. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've been using this long enough. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I I don't know. I donate to Wikipedia once a year, right? It's like, yeah, okay, I'll do this. <laughs> like I use you enough. Um, and they don't, I'm just like, well, okay. <laughs> I, but I would, I would give you money right now because it is so handy and it's totally free, but they don't even want a donation. Okay, we're down to one minute. So, really quickly, if you are not using accelerated mobile pages yet, start. Start doing it now because AMP has leapt off of the carousel. It is now in general search engine results on, on, on mobile devices. So, mobile search, AMP pages are now general search, and Google has uh, sort of changed the way it looks at AMP pages. Used to be that... Um, uh, 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 structured data had to be perfect, had to be totally validated. Not so much anymore. If uh, your structured data is a little bit out of whack, that's cool. Your AMP pages will still work, and you're still going to get a, not necessarily a ratings bump, but two pages being equal in the mobile environment, yours is going to get selected over the other one, it, provided it has the, the AMP extension at the end. That's it. They've, we've done it. We're out of time. We're back here next week on uh, Webcology on Cranberry.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm on August the 4th, 2016. Friends, get outside and enjoy the summer while you still got it. And, uh, and if you're not getting outside... Stick around, cranberry.fm. Amazing content coming up after the news. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 